Thank you for joining us on the Save the Pumpkins podcast. My name is Shane. And it's Amy. And today, what are we talking about? We are talking about three beds, one bath, and nope. a ghost. You already messed up. Wow. Just started it. Try it again. What are we talking about? You said Wait. three beds, one bath. Hold on. It's just not a. It's not a good omen. <laughs> no, I, I, I honestly, that was the movie that There's I was a one, watching. One, one bath, three bed, two bath, and one ghost. What did I say? Three beds, one bath, you and did. a ghost. Yeah, so I was you, off by one number. It's just not the title of the movie. Three bed, really two bath, one ghost. Literally not the title of the movie. All right, you want to start over? Nope. <laughs> What's the uh? What what year? What year we got here? Um, this is going to be twenty twenty three. And that, in fact, aired last night. Yes, so and very good. So, so well, see, why would you spoil like that? I just you have know? to. I'm so excited oh, about okay. it. I just have right, to say right, right. that good, it is a very entertaining. So, so this one, I know I said this once before and you looked annoyed with it, but this one definitely has a little plot twist at the end that we are going to spoil. So come back after you've seen it. Maybe it's available on Peacock, by the way. I know that a lot of people ask where they can where they can see these things. And this is on Peacock, Peacock uh, Premium, but I mean, Peacock in general has it, so you can go watch it there. And uh, it'll be, it's available on demand. So yeah. we should probably put that disclaimer with all of our episodes. So yeah, the format of the way we do things here is is that we just give the Cliff's Notes version of the movie, right? Like we go through the scenes. We don't tell every little detail, but we can, we can pretty close. Like we, yeah, we give a nice... Close. Yeah, we do, pretty close. So if you're looking for a five-minute review of the film... I mean, I guess we can start, maybe we could, should start at the beginning of each one of these telling you how we feel about it. That way you can just kind of cut it off and come back if yeah, you want. that's a good idea. I mean, you already did it for yours, but I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll say it again. It was really good. I was <laughs> thoroughly. All right. Um, t- take us in. What do we got? Interested in it. Yep. Um, so we have. Where do we start? This is how we do it. Don't act like it's the first time you've ever made one of these. Where do we start? We Where do we start- open? Oh, no. I'll Ooh. do it. You didn't, you didn't do the notes on this one. I did. I, yeah, but okay. Uh, no, no, no. We start off at a dance okay. in a mansion in the twenties, nineteen twenty-one, nineteen twenty. We start off at a dance, and who's dancing? Um, so character by the name of Ruby. Mm-hmm. Um, she's. Oh, we didn't do our starring. Who's this? Who's mm. this movie starring? Hmm, interesting, because uh, you always make fun of me when I <laughs> no, no, talk no. about who's no, in I, the movie, mm-hmm. and this was your time I, to take. I this don't one. make fun of you. You, you, you read every star in the movie. Rightfully so. Okay. All right. So this one is is uh, three bed, two bath, one ghost, starring Julie Gonzalo, Madeline, or is it Madeline? Gonzalo. You think Madeline or Madeline? What do you think? How does how is it spelled? Because I uh, can tell you. M a d e l e i n e. Madeline. Madeline Arthur, and Chris McNally. Um, the significance in this one, the only thing that people will be talking about, and and would ever be talking about in this one, is that Julie Gonzalo and Chris McNally are. Are you saying Gonzalo? It is Gonzalo. It's not Gonzala. Oh, okay. It's no, with I was an o. just making sure it sounded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think they try to bring a little bit of a. I don't. Honestly, I didn't look up where her her family was born, but uh, I think they try to bring a little bit of her heritage into this, right? Because she's a little Spanish speaking in this one, so I don't know what Spanish speaking country she's from or her folks are from. Uh, she's very likely born here. But anyway, uh, Julie Gonzalo and Chris McNally are real life husband. And wife. Oh, that's pretty special. <laughs> yeah, it is. All it's right. always interesting to see how it's going to be played out um, in the movie. <clears throat> Oddly enough, I think that that might be, if I could pick on it, maybe some of my problems with the film, but we'll get there. 
Well, I just want to say, in case um, people are unaware, that um, Julie actually plays in other movies that people might know about. Christmas with the Cranks, Freaky Friday. Mm -hmm, She did. She was in um, uh, Dodgeball. I don't remember in Christmas with with the Cranks. It's yeah, been a long time since I've seen it. She was the daughter that was coming home. That really, yeah, Jamie she Lee that Curtis. Young? Yeah, that, that Jamie movie, that Lee Curtis was ago. getting the house all or the turkey or yeah, the yeah. what was it? No, the cranberries. Oh, or okay. Something. It's been so long since I've seen that one. That's not a Christmas rewatcher every year for us. Yeah, so, no. Yeah. But um, like yeah, it. so she's um, she's done some movies that you may not. And she's think in about. she's in a couple of movies that we've already reviewed. Uh, uh, Pumpkin Pie Wars, mm-hmm. which we liked quite a bit, and Falling for Vermont, which we were a little mixed on. Um, not her fault. In fact, I remember you glowing about her performance in Falling for Vermont, despite mm, some okay, of well, I'm gonna well, no, just, it was good. It w- well, I'm just going to say again, uh, she doesn't disappoint. So, I think at this, we're not even talking about the movie yet. We're just going to take the lion's share of the, the length of this episode. But I think at this point, I was thinking about it. I think Julie Gonzalo has just settled into... When you see her start talking in these movies, it's like, I got this. Just give me the, give me the dialogue. I, I I'm an old hat at this. I don't mean to bring up old because I don't want you to start talking about mm, Pascal Hutton. Careful about that. Yeah. But uh, I'm an old hat at this. And, uh, you know, I've got it. I can read these lines. I can give you the emotions you want. Just get out of my way. Let me do my thing. And she's super comfortable in that role. Like, that's what she does. Well, I think her uh, career background has helped her with that. You're talking about just being in the movies or you know something else? No, no, no. I, I think her yeah. her uh, different types of uh, genre in like, you know, like Christmas with the Cranks and mm-hmm. like that was like with Jamie Lee Curtis and yeah. um, Tim Allen yeah. and just well-known people. And then she goes and stars in these Hallmark movies as well that don't necessarily have name, big name actors in it. And sure. she, she, so she's very versatile is what I'm, I guess I'm saying. That I like her a lot. I think this. you... I'm gonna be honest. I think you like her more than me. I, I like her a lot, but I, but I'm glad because you go back. Everybody, if you listen, go back and listen to uh, to Falling for Vermont in season one. Uh, you were you were you were uh, you heaped the praise on her. She deserves it. I don't mean it like that, but you were you went overboard. So what do we got here? We're talking about uh, we show up, we open up. You were you were doing it. We open up in, in a house in the twenties with uh, Ruby, um, played by Madeline. Yep, played by Madeline Arthur. Who will get it out of the way is the star of this show, but but anyway, played by Madeline Arthur. And what's going on at that dance? Do you remember? Um, so it's her twenty fifth birthday, mm-hmm. and um, she's doing the Charleston dance. Yeah, the flapper. She's a flapper. Right? Yeah, I always thought that. that was so fascinating to go to a party like that, like a yeah. Gatsby type party. Oh yeah, I always find those pretty. I think um, I could get with that too. I like the the yeah, guys. Yeah, seemed uh, really attire. fun. Yeah, I agree. But yes, Madeline does phenomenal um, in this role as Ruby. So, so what's happening at the beginning? And so uh, they're having a good time. The parents present her with a portrait mm, for her, of her as yeah. her birthday present. And we are introduced to a love of hers that uh, walks in to present her with flowers for her birthday. Charlie. Charlie, yeah. And what's and the what's the problem? There? And the problem is, is that Charlie's the chauffeur, so in the eyes of her parents, he's looked at as the help and not necessarily mm. their uh, on their their level. Not worthy for their daughter, and not like in a um, nobody's good enough for my baby kind of way. But you're not st- as far as uh, where you are in the 
in society, you're not worthy. Yeah, right. for sure. So she basically tells Charlie that this isn't going to work and um, she'll love him forever. Mm-hmm. Even after death, she says. She makes that comment. And he throws the bouquet down on the ground, you know, in sadness. We'll say it ahead of time now. They're called camellia flowers. I didn't know. I don't know that was. I don't know what that was. And lilies, like it was a common. Oh, okay. I mm-hmm. didn't. I don't know what that is. I've never heard of that flower before. So when he later on, when uh, when uh, Elliot says it, I was like, oh, I've never heard of that. Just like a rose. Yeah. So but she just throws the bouquet down, which becomes. You they know, give you a shot of it in the in the soil. Part of the. So you can see what's going to happen. Story later. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then we fast forward. A hundred years. You got it. And now here we are with um, Anna, played mm-hmm. by Julie. This character is basis you guys are just taking it. out yeah. some boxes or bins full of stuff from an office setting and a friend of hers, Josephine, runs into her and basically is sets up for what's going on. And how do you she, like that? Okay, can, can I stop you there yeah. one, one time? Josephine, yet another character, like uh Home for Harvest or whatever it was that we watched the other day, who looks like she'd be kind of fun and cute mm-hmm. and fun disappears. <laughs> She's gone into well, the ether. She served her purpose. And we literally never hear from her again. To set I was us like, up. I was like, oh, okay. She'll have a, some coffee with her later because she's a, a Josephine's a designer. Like, we learn a couple of things mm-hmm. about Josephine. Like, she's not some nothing. Yeah, I thought it was interesting Bye. that she had said that because I thought that was going to play her a part back right? in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I've told that too. I'm so like, So sometimes okay. there's like little weird. She'll um, be the friend that goes, you know what? You and Elliot should just be together and you just shouldn't act this way. And then poof, she's out of everybody's life. Well, okay. So we learned that. Anna is uh, taking boxes out of a once owned office by both her, Anna, and Elliot, Mm -hmm. who is her ex-fiance. And their relationship, their business relationship, and their personal relationship dissolved. And so she's moving out of that office and going to work for her dad, who owns a real estate company. Well, okay. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. I guess we don't have to get... uh too too deep into it, but the Elliot comes up, right? He he comes up and is like, "Hey, can you?" Okay, well, I haven't gotten off the scene yet. Oh, I was just saying, apologies Keep that going. she's getting ready to go work for her dad, and Elliot, played by her real life husband, um, comes up, and she just says, "Hey, just going through the things," and he says, "Do you mind if I take a look?" no problem and he takes out a picture of a drawing of a house that she had done I guess that was her her vision of what Mm. a house in the future Mm -hmm. that she'd want to be in look like and he said can I I'm going to keep this and she basically said why and he said well you made it for me and you know it's weird right if you're and I know that that it's a little early but if you're like if we're if we were breaking up and I went over to look at your boxes and I grabbed something that you had made for me wanting to hold on to it that should be your clear sign I'm not ready to let go of you right like what do I care if I really want to be broken up with you what do I care about a thing you drew true well what I thought was odd was here we already had her friend come up we were introduced that she dissolved something and was moving the boxes out and then here comes the ex-partner and the ex-fiance and not at any point in this scene are we told why their relationship dissolved why they're going two separate ways yeah you get there towards the end a little bit i know but i just thought that was weird that it wasn't like spoken like oh um he took a job somewhere else or 
you know, I decided this isn't what I wanted to do. That That's not discussed. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. And then so then we, um, next, yeah. the next scene, uh, we're looking at her and her dad mm-hmm. outside of a house. Mm-hmm. And he is basically giving her her first responsibility, her first home. Her listing, her first listing. To yeah, sell. As a real estate agent. Yeah. And she mentions the name Terrence in this conversation. So we're introduced to a different character and mm-hmm. says, why didn't you give this listing to Terrence? I just got my real estate license last week. Mm-hmm. And he said, I'll handle Terrence. I think you're ready. I think this house is perfect for you. It's uh, the fall season and makes a comment that, you know, Christmas is quiet and we don't want to have this house into the spring. Mm-hmm. So basically saying you need to get the job done. Right, right. And so she walks into the house all excited, you know, her first house, and is shocked by what she sees. Well, we learned that their business fell apart, her and uh, her and her ex-fiance a little bit. But yeah, she walks in, and went, oh, do you want me to take it from there? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so she, she goes in, and she's kind of moving some things around a little bit, and she sees the painting of Ruby, right? It's kind of, uh, it's crooked, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, and she kind of, kind of takes it down, right, and puts it on the floor. And then uh, I believe the first one to come up is Terrence, right? He comes mm-hmm. up behind her, and he's like, uh, he goes, "Hey, if you want me to take this house off your hands and and list it and sell it myself, no, we can co." Yeah, we could work together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we could co-list it, um, and we could take care of it because it's you know what, it's your it's your first house. It's gonna it's a little bit, but too much for you to handle. Um, so so I can help you out. And she's like. I got it, or whatever. And she turns back around, and the painting is hung back up, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, uh, what in the heck is that? So she goes back over and takes it down and puts it in the closet, doesn't she? Um, she, f- she puts it up a couple of times because she's got to shoo Terrence out of the house a couple of times. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, she turns back around and it's hung back up. So she hears some strange noises. You know, and she goes to investigate, goes upstairs, looks down a hall and sees like a ghostly figure, like a person covered in a, like a drape or a, you know, a blanket or something. And she goes over and she's like, ah, Terrence, it's really funny. You really want this listing. You're so desperate. And she yanks the, <clears throat> she yanks the blanket or whatever off. And it's Ruby. And she goes, who are you? What are you, what are you doing here? She thinks it's a squatter, I guess is the point. And she's like, Ruby goes, you can see me. A little, little, little Beetlejuice here, and and she goes, yeah, I can see you. What are you doing here? And Ruby's like, Ugh, and she runs down the steps and kind of leaves. She doesn't leave the house, but she leaves the scene, right? Right. Can't, well, it's important to say she doesn't leave the house yet, right? She can't, but we get there. Um, so Anna goes uh, into the office and confronts Terrence. Right? She goes. She leaves the house and she goes to her well, dad. Well, she re- takes she takes the the picture off one last time and puts it in the closet That's before she, she leaves. It. Okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. And she leaves and goes and she confronts Terrence, uh, the other real estate agent in her dad's office because Terrence is a real estate agent for her dad who's the broker, I guess, that owns the, the company. And uh, he, she goes to confront Terrence about pranking her, right? Like, don't be sending people over to my ha- the house that I'm listening to dress like ghosts or whatever. And he's like, I don't have any idea what you're talking about. And the dad looks up at him and goes, yeah, I can kind of tell when he's lying. He's not lying. What are you, what the heck are you talking about? So she, she gets mad and she's like, whatever. Goes back to the house and the picture that she, 
that she put in the closet is hung back up. So she's kind of getting a little, eh, I wouldn't say spooked. I don't think there's anything in this movie that's particularly spooky. No. You know, it doesn't go for a spooky vibe, which would be, you know, kind of a, definitely a Halloween vibe in that it's ghosts, but it's much more of a romance, a sweet romance story. There's, the spooky is non-existent in this. There's no scary. No. Right. So she, she goes around the house, walks around a little bit, and she meets, runs into Ruby again. And Ruby is like sitting on the couch, I think, isn't she? And she says that she's from the 1920s and that she's a ghost. She's aware that she's dead and that she's a ghost. You know, in some of these movies, the ghost isn't whatever, isn't aware. So she says, she'll, she goes, yeah, sure, right, you're dead, whatever. I think Ruby even says, you know, well, I'll prove it to you. And she runs straight through her, right, like a, like a ghost would do on a movie or whatever. It's the first little visual effect I think we really have. And, and then we get a really scream queen scene right. that her, lands her into uh, the Julie her doctor's of, office uh, of Anna yeah that sh- her screaming right and then the next scene good she's in the doctor's she's uh, at her doctor's office making sure everything's okay with her because she clearly thinks she's going loony seeing ghosts yeah. and the doctor reassures her that she's just been seen for a physical recently everything is fine and I thought for just a brief moment, just to get off topic for just one second, I thought it was kind of funny that within just a matter of time in this timeline here, she went into the house initially by her dad giving her the key. She talked to Terrence. She um, then went to the office to confront Terrence and came back to the house. And now she's at her doctor's office. And all of this does not usually happen in a normal day for people. I mean, yeah. it was just like, bam, she went this and all wearing the same outfit. Oh, <laughs> like it happened within like, and I'm just like, wow, she's like gone to all these different places. I didn't notice she was wearing the same outfit. Yeah. I just thought it was funny how movie they, time I, I is just comment. so. I made a comment about this. They, they really mom Julie Gon- uh, Gonzalo up at the beginning of this. Like she looks like a, she doesn't look like a young person that just got out of a relationship she looks like a mom i felt like she said this is who i am this is how i'm gonna be but later on the movie if we're going to wardrobes she's got the boots and she's got the youthful looking you know she's well i think we're supposed to gather from that that the young hip ruby from the 20s was starting to rub off on her just a little bit um And that she was trying to get into her professional real estate career type, you know, persona. Yeah. Um, so she goes back to the house after the doctor. Yeah, I agree with you. It's quick cuttings of scenes here. But like, I, I don't mind that as much as long as it makes sense to transition. Like she's freaked out. She goes to the doctor, that kind of thing. It's not stupid home for harvest where they're just walking. They're just walking. They're just walking. And the next scene, they're just walking somewhere else. And no one ever talked about going anywhere. It's not like that. So they, they, she leaves, she goes back to the house, um, and Ruby's there and then Elliot shows up, but Elliot can't see Ruby and, and, and Anna's like, what, do you see this? And he's like, what, the hardwood? Cause he's a, he's a restoration guy. He works mm-hmm. in restoration. So she's, he's like, she's like, no, yeah, the hardwood. Cause now she doesn't want to look crazy. Like she can see something. Right. And, uh, they they talk and tour the house and then Elliot leaves and uh But isn't this where we learn that um what? Elliot has some plans to possibly move to Boston, that there's something going on with getting a 
um, the Fletcher House, yeah, this a house. project. Uh, it's like a historic house that he wants to get um, done here. Oh, the thing that he's doing in Boston. Yeah, I don't know where we actually learned that he's that he's doing a thing in Boston. Um, they really well, because he says that yeah. he's going, getting ready to move to Boston, and she's like, well, "What? Later. What do you that's mean?" Later. No, no, that's later when they've gone to the. He doesn't tell her that he's going to move to Boston. Like I'm thinking about staying there and moving there until they go on their little coffee date. Well, huh? he lets her know something about Boston then because she's yeah, like, Yeah, I think Boston. he mentions it or whatever, but he's just doing part-time work there or whatever and coming back to, because he's a restoration guy and he's fighting for the restoration of the Fletcher house, this house and wherever they are. I don't know if they even tell us what town they're in, but he's fighting for that house here to get uh, recognized as a historical landmark so nobody can touch it. And he's lost three times. They let you know that he's, this will be the third, I think. Uh, yeah, because I say third time's charm. He's lost twice. Uh, his his uh whatever it is his petition to to the council to consider it as a historical landmark and he's going back and forth between boston or or what have you so uh they talk and tour the house elliot leaves and uh, then ruby tells anna that she died in 1923 uh anna tells her you know anna's like look i need to sell the house uh, this is my big shot my dad's giving me this shot i want to make something in my life she said that says that a couple times I want to make some of my life and Ruby again I think she said it before she says over my dead body which you're supposed to chuckle at because she's dead she's a ghost right and uh <clears throat> and Anna's like okay whatever this is how we're gonna do this let's I'm gonna go look you up I'm gonna find out who you are Ruby whatever your name is right so she leaves she goes to the library talks to the librarian who gets a credit in IMDB because she helps her twice there's oh like, really there's like 10 people in this movie not even, um, which is smart, you know, I guess from a budget standpoint. But yeah, she goes to the library and looks up information on Ruby and she finds out that Ruby was this, like this big socialite that, and this is the first time we learn how Ruby died, I think, died in a car crash on her 25th birthday, which is what we were looking at, right, on, at the beginning mm -hmm. of the film. So she died in a car crash uh, that night, the night of her 25th birthday. Um, she runs into Elliot again at the library um, and he lets us know that he's been rejected uh, by that. This is where we learned that he's been rejected by the the thing for to get his Fletcher House, whatever that is he's working on, considered a historic landmark. And he calls himself the King of Lost Causes. He says that two or three times. You're supposed to feel pitiful for him, but we'll get there with, with Mr. Elliot a little bit later. Um, so Anna takes all the information she's got regarding uh, Ruby that she's found at the library and goes and goes back to Ruby like with a, like a little... Uh, an envelope, not an envelope, a folder, and goes back to Ruby and is like, hey, look, I found out who you are. You know, I, like she's got some power over and she's got painters with her and she tells the painters, look, you need to take this couch. And Ruby's like, oh, you ain't taking that couch out of here. That's my couch. It's a family heirloom, whatever. But she can't do anything to stop them because she's a ghost, right? So they take it out <clears throat> outside and this is where we learn uh Anna's like talking junk to her. She takes the has the painter set the, uh, the, the couch on the, the chaise chaise lounge. I don't know. Is that what it is? Anyway, it's like an antique lounge uh, chair or whatever, and puts it on the front porch, front steps rather. It's not really a porch, and uh, and she goes, I can't come outside, and uh, and Anna's like, Oh, really? You can't? That's such a shame. And she sits on the couch outside, kind of kind of poking at her, taunting her, right? And she's like, Okay. I hear you. I see what you're doing. Um, so she uh, she has the floor upstairs waxed, and we see Ruby come in with a pillow that she's cut open with feathers, and she says, oh, 
see, I can do some research on you too. And uh, she finds her driver's license and she's talking to her and she spreads the feathers all into the fan that's being on used. On the newly to, waxed floor. Yeah, on the newly waxed floor. Uh, and it's like, oh man, that really made me. As, yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh. That was a oh, lot of hard work down the drain. Really unfortunate, right? And we learned that um at this point too, that that Ruby love, her, the love of her life was her chauffeur. That, that it was, that it was uh, Charlie. It was her chauffeur. Um, so Anna sees her dad again at the office and Elliot shows up and her dad tells her that uh, that some buyers are coming to look at the house, and uh, and we get a little. This is our first little insight that uh, Anna's dad, whose name I cannot remember, uh, doesn't doesn't care for Elliot very much. They didn't. Right, you get that impression. Yeah, you get that right there. He kind of like gives him a little walk around you. I don't have time for you, kind of thing. It's pretty interesting. So, it's kind of like that look that Ruby's dad gave. Charlie, very like, much parallel. Yes, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That, um, in fact, Ruby gives a line later on in the movie that I'll probably forget to bring back up about when when Anna says, "What do you think of my dad?" That was my dad. You met him, and she goes, "Well, uh, if my dad could be like, reincarnated, that, that would, would be, be him. him." Exactly. Like they're both very similar, right? So Anna goes back to the house and is like uh, trying to make a truce with Ruby, and she suggests that maybe if she sells the house, that'll allow Ruby to move on. Maybe that's what she needs, right? Um, and Ruby, Ruby's like, oh, okay, whatever, maybe, because she still wants to see her Charlie. She wants to, she feels like he'll be waiting for her when she crosses over to the other side. Well, is this at the point that they both agree to help each other? Reluctantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do. Yep. Um, and because why? Because Ruby feels that. Maybe she was there to. That, right, that, that Ruby was maybe left to stay here to help Elliot and Anna mm-hmm. reconnect. Or get some things resolved at the very least, yeah, for sure. Um, so the couple comes to look at the house, and they're uh, kind of silly. They, they're they're not really interested. They don't in look like a couple at all. They look very weird, and but they're not interested. Go ahead. What were you they're say, they're not interested in keeping the house. Which let me just say, which I don't know why I waited this long to say it, <laughs> but this house is gorgeous. It's beautiful. The foyer, the the furniture everything about this house the windows everything the fireplace the stairs fantastic but this couple coming in is just wanting to change this room into a gym and pretty much gut the property right and not even keeping anything that's and in our first little uh suggestive moment that isn't plainly written out i really like it when these movies don't just just not just exposition they just don't tell you everything you're supposed to know you get a look at anna and she's like she looks at Ruby, but Ruby doesn't go. You, she doesn't give her a look or tell her because nobody could hear Ruby but Anna anyway. She doesn't tell her, "Don't you dare sell this house to them." At all, Anna. Anna says, "I don't think this house is right for you." To the couple and kind of shoes them away. No intervention from Ruby. Right. I mean, Ruby probably didn't want them anywhere near that house, but but Anna likes the house. Like Anna, Anna's a well, and I think at by that point soul. too, though. You could tell that Ruby, the connection between Anna and Ruby is starting to, um, you know, is there. Because I felt like in that moment that, yes, though the house is gorgeous and why would anybody allow anybody to gut it? I felt like it was more of Anna seeing the look on Ruby's face. And that was when she was like, you know what, this isn't. This yeah, but I think you're you. supposed to assume there that because when because when the couple said to Anna, "We're going to just rip it out and put a gym or whatever silly thing," they said she got a look in her eyes like, mm, "Why would you do that to a 
a house from the twenties. Why would you a beautiful right. house from the twenties? Let's keep it real. We've we've seen farmhouses from the the twenties and the nineteen hundreds before that I wouldn't have I would have probably bulldozed myself because they didn't look they were falling apart. This house is very much not falling apart. It's beautiful. Everything looks gorgeous, right? So so Ruby starts to kind of poke at Anna a little bit and say, you know what? Like, this is where she really gets into that. I think I might be here to help you out. So she's like, why don't you just text uh, text Elliot. Elliot and, and or, no, she didn't say text. She doesn't know what the heck that means. She's like, why don't you write him a letter? Why don't you write him something? And she goes, I don't, I don't, we don't write things. I don't write things. She's like, well, just go to dinner with him. And she's like, dinner is a date. I don't want to do a date. Well, I'll just go meet him for coffee. And she's like, when the heck is meeting somebody for coffee become the way you talk to them or whatever. And she's like, let me just text him. And she goes, what is text? And then they have a little moment like in movies like this when there's someone that doesn't understand technology. So they, she sends him a, um, a coffee emoji. And and, we get and he em- replies with a thumbs up. We get emoji jokes. And they, she has to explain to Ruby. Which I thought was very are. good that they didn't like um, discuss that a lot. You know what I mean? Like how the 20s... Because she took her out. Um, are we there yet? Where she was able to come out of the house? No, not yet. Um, but I like how they didn't capitalize on introducing the 20s into the current year. Like, it wasn't like a big This is the only time. Focus. The movie, yeah, that they really give you a... Uh, that's what I'm looking for. Like that. And you know how when movies, when there's a fish out of water and then they're like... Oh my gosh! What is it like blast from the past with uh right where Brendan they Fraser walk around and they're just like, like oh. in awe and they're just like of all these uh, things yeah like yeah. yeah and it's done in movies it's done in Elf when Buddy comes to the town and he's like what is this coffee this greatest coffee ever you know it's like silly stuff like that they don't they don't do a lot of that and I agree with you I think that's sort of uh, I'll quote the kids today it's cringy it's sort of like Ugh, don't don't do that like, yeah that's there's, the, yeah. there's no need and this is the only time they do it um. Uh, I'll take this moment to talk about this movie a little bit. You know, the one thing it's kind of lacking almost completely mm. humor. It's not funny. Well, and I, I, I love, I spoiler, I guess my turn to talk about it. I love the movie. I think it's really sweet. It's really cute. It's definitely something I want to watch next fall, but it's not funny. Well, and it doesn't really pertain to any kind of fall. They let you see some leaves. It's really pretty outside, but I agree with you. Apart from there's nothing that w- this movie could have played in June. Could have played in September. Um, at the very end, they have February. a nice little scene where they throw the leaves up in the air or whatever, and it's really pretty. But it, yeah, there's nothing about this. No, they go to the one place they go to the boardwalk, and there's like a fall festival happening in the background, but it's so pushed it's, under. Yeah, it's like a, it's like <clears> a, um, oh my goodness, why am I losing the, uh, a fair? But it it. Everybody has fares, you know. So, and I, tell me if that if I'm summing up what you think about it this way. It's a really good movie. Everyone should watch it. And that that likes these movies, it will come with our highest recommendation. But if you need that pumpkin spice latte and orange look, you probably should go some. Not you might be disappointed. You're not going to get a lot of that here. Yeah, no. I mean, I got a very nice, warm, cozy feel from the movie. That I guess. That's what people look for around this time of the year is like that, you know, kind of. But you get all that warm, cozy from the romance, from the story, from the sweetness of it. I don't, um, as somebody who loves everything fall and everything pumpkin spice and all that stuff, it was, that's not why I like this movie. Yeah. Um, Not at all. I agree. So we cut back to Ruby and Ruby's helping uh, Anna get ready for her coffee date. 
with uh with Elliot, right? And she goes into this little like room in the house. Yeah, I think it was like upstairs in the attic. Yeah, like a little, like. like a little where she used to sit and get made up or whatever. Um, and she helps her get, helps her get ready for the her date. Her hair and her yeah. makeup. This is where we learn that Elliot's a restoration specialist. I know I already said it, but I think that's where we learned that. And when they get done with their little makeup session, Anna suggests that she tries going outside one more time because they're getting really close. And she does, and lo and behold, she can now go outside. And, and they needed that for the plot because Ruby's going to follow Anna around later on in the thing. But I think that they cleverly did it so that the reason you believe that the reason she's able to go outside, Sam, learning from you, getting deeper into the movies with your uh, uh, analyzing of Sam from Midnight Masquerade. Um, they make you think that the reason she's able to go outside is her connection with, with Anna. Totally, that she's becoming connected to a human being again. So therefore, she can go outside and be... Part and of, I think part of her world a little more. I think this is when we learn the story of the tree, of the yeah. flowers. Yes, she's able to go outside, and she has something to do with their connection. Is what I think it is. Um, uh, it, so I don't know if we have it right there at the tree. Um, I think they go to town first to the coffee date because that's when Ruby has her funny glasses on that I laughed at. Yeah. Her little goggles or whatever they are—they're not. Sunglasses. I have no idea what the heck they are, but they're cute. They're really well, funny. people wore them like the Wrights brothers, like yeah, when they were flying yeah, in yeah. like a. I think it's the Wright brothers. A plane. No, oh, right, Wrights, Wright brothers. <laughs> we got a lot of Wrights. We're the brothers with Wrights. Um, so, yeah, they go, they go, they go to town or whatever. And again, Madeline Arthur killing it, like stealing every line she can. Julie Gonzalez, as I've said before with all these actresses, just oozing with charisma and fantastically fun to watch, but in a much more settled kind of way. She's like, I'm good at these movies, and I got this. I can handle it. Madeline Arthur is the one that you, you're, is, is the standout, the one that you're meant to come away from this going, wow, she was really good, and she is. She's really great in it. So, uh, yeah, they go to they 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 go. She can drive now. She can ride, not drive, but she can ride with with the right. So right, and she always stays. I don't know if we've seen this. We've said this, but she always stays in that nineteen twenties character. Her um, the things that she says, her attire, like they never make her go bring her into uh twenty twenty three, which is what I like. And sister, sister and, and yeah, yeah. You know, it's cute. It's really yeah. cute. They don't ever make her start getting adjusted to the rule. There's not enough time, honestly, because we know these movies have like an hour and 27 minutes to get what they got to get done and right. they get out. <laughs> and, they, and they end, right? Like, I wish they would just pace it better so they don't have to rush everything at the end, which this one doesn't really rush too much at the end. But, uh, so anyway, she goes with her on the date and and they talk. She gets, you know, she's there, but, but uh, Anna has to be careful because she's talking to Ruby, but no one can see Ruby but Anna. So Elliot a couple of times is kind of looking off to the side where she's looking and she's like, you know what? I'm, I'm really sorry. I should have, uh, I should have tried harder on our relationship. Um, I'm, I, I didn't, and that was a, a failure of mine. I apologize. And it's a real sweet moment or whatever. And they go outside of the coffee shop when that's over, and that's when he tells her that he's decided to move to Boston full time. Like I'm going to Boston, and staying there, right? And a real kind of a cool little interesting scene. I'm, I'd like to hear more about why, how, and why they set this up. They both kind of start walking away from each other and Ruby runs down to where Elliot is and is like, you can't, don't leave her, don't leave her. And he doesn't hear her, but you're meant to think that there was some suggestion in the air 
because he turns around. Right. That happens a couple of times. Yeah, it does. And it's, it's really kind of interesting that they decided to do that because they don't explicitly say that he can hear Ruby. But you're meant to think that his connection to Anna lets him sort of feel something because Anna can feel Ruby. So therefore, if he has a strong connection to 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 her, he'll be able to hear Ruby as well. So, uh, at that so point, he says, well, how's the listing going? Yeah, he turns around and just blurts out something just so he can talk to her. That was actually really sweet because it was like sometimes if you just want to talk to somebody, you'll make up something dumb to say to them just so they'll be talking to you. Right, and yeah. she mentioned something about the woodwork in the place and says if you have time to see it before you go, you know, I'd love for you to come yeah, back yeah. by and see it. And he says, yeah, I'd like to do that. Yeah, Anna tells Ruby in the car, I, 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 of course I'm not ready to let him go. I want to spend the rest of my life with an 11. And it's and it's really believable. We're, we're, oh, man, I don't know if we want to do that here or we want to do it towards the end. Her love for the character, Anna's love for Elliot, comes out throughout this entire movie. She's clearly crazy about him. You can tell. And it's deep. It looks like a deep love. It looks very good. And I think that's part Julie Gonzalez who can act and part which happens to be married to this guy that's across from her. I think we want to hang tight before we start talking about the other side Are of that relationship. Sure? I mean, you can go ahead know. if you want to. I just, I felt like she was all in it and, you know, clearly her personal emotions crossed over into this character being hmm. across from her husband. But I just wasn't impressed with how he acted as, you know, I, her real life husband in a romantic character with her I, I feel like because I, I, I turned to you and said that to you in the in the middle of the movie and and you and it's funny how you'll look at me and I don't know if it's the two of us are just agreeing on the exact same thing but I tend to think that it means that and you're gonna laugh at me that we're right <laughs> that right it's not just that you and I are in tune which is surely the case somewhat but like he was just really awkward in it like I was like dude this is your and, and I understand how it could be challenging right you're you're Across from your wife, you want to, but she looked like, she was like, well, this is going to be the easiest character in the world to play. It's someone that loves this man very much. I'm going to act like I love this man very much. Hey, guess what? I really do. Yeah, he just, so she just seemed like he was struggling and with it. at several points when he had to pretend like he was hesitant to love her, he looked lost. Like, like Well, that prompted uh, me to look back on him to see if like this was his first role it's or it's absolutely not. And I mean, another that uh, when calls the heart came back up. He's been in that. Mm. I think we mentioned Pascal Hutton um, was in that, yeah. and um, he's in been other stuff too. And I was just very surprised with his career history that he was as non-convincing to me. To be romantically involved with this character, Anna. That, I'd have to see more of his films. I don't know that it's, that he's not. I'm trying not to be hard on the guy. Not for any real reason. Just that I feel like... I, and we'll get to it again later on. Even like when they do their little kiss at the end. I was like... I don't know, man. That looks like... Well, I'm not going to blame them right. for that. Because that could be the director saying, you know, we need to nah, keep this uh, hallmark. Nah, bro. You tell me to give my wife a kiss. I'm not gonna make it dirty, but I'm I'm giving my wife a kiss like I don't give. I know, and I know it's on film. Not everybody's super comfortable giving their yeah public know, fl- but, but, public displays of yeah, affection. Yeah, but no, 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 no. You're an actor. You're, you're right. literally you that nice is beard. your job. 
His beard so, was kept nice. So I would have. Uh, tell me to give my wife a kiss on film. It's going to look like a different kiss than if I'm giving Nikki Deloach a kiss right. or Candace Cameron Bure or Ashley Williams. That like, not going to look the same. Uh, sorry, and I'm not going to forgive him on that kiss at the end. Anyway, um, so Elliot comes back to the house because he's like, "Hey, you sure you don't want to come restore the mantle?" All right, so he comes back. And then Terrence comes by. This is a weird little scene. And he's like, I'm not going to let you swoop in and take over your dad's business because I've been here the whole time and you just got your real estate license. And what happens? Um. So then here we are that he's going to restore the mantle and the dad starts to put some pressure back on um, well, her to first, say. First, Elliot, what I was getting you to try to say is Elliot's like, becomes alpha dog he's like oh so you didn't come by to help did you terrence and he like moves up to him like he's fucking to push him and terrence is like i'm i'm out bye sorry and he leaves this is kind of a neat little prince charm. she even says you're my prince charming and he said always or whatever he says you know it was kind of silly yeah there was a lot of like are we together no we're not going to be together are we going to try to get back together no we're not gonna i don't know it was a lot of like that wishy-washy um going on well, too so this is the part where you I think you were talking about a while ago, Elliot. Then um, Elliot Elliot turns to Anna and says, "I'm really apologize apologize for letting our business fall apart. We've never learned what really that was, I think." But then he goes outside and he's about to leave and goes, "Hey, and uh, by the way, oh no, they go, don't they? This is where they go and they they don't they have? They, oh, she says, do you believe in ghosts? But ghosts, right? That's the do you believe right, in ghosts? Right, they're sitting like, outside. Oh, you mean like paranormal? Watching me burn my toast in the morning? No, I don't. I don't believe in ghosts. And he's like, okay. She well, goes, okay. okay, so wait. So about this time, too, we don't still necessarily know what happened with their business, but I guess it's a direct result of what happened with them in the relationship because they do say to each other that their relationship became distant because their communication was not very good with each other. She seemed to become withdrawn, um, not finding what she was making her happy so she was kind of like and then he referenced her and they both say it like at the same time that she became kind of like a ghost so he had pulled back because she was being distant and you know they keep it slightly vague as to whatever right so then i guess you're supposed to muster from that then their business relationship fell apart because their personal relationship did yeah so anyway He's at the house okay, with her, so and he's having. Don't no, like what good. I, said. <laughs> I mean, I think that's kind of important. I no, mean, it, it, we don't really find the reason, the but we have to yeah, say right. there is that conversation. I, I was just saying that I think that they're they keep the details of their relationship and what happened to it, how it dissolved, sort of vague and sort of like, oh, you weren't communicating, you weren't. Oh, it's like okay, but they don't want to get deep. That's not the point of this movie, anyway, right? Not really. But uh, so this is the part you were getting out a while ago. Before he leaves, he takes a look at the tree and says, hey, you might want to take a look at that. Camellia. Get an arborist in. Get an arborist, yeah, to come look at that camellia tree because I think it looks like it's dying. And she's like, okay, I, got, I, guess, uh, I guess I can. Um, yeah, that was just like out of like left field, that yeah. comment I felt well, like. Well, they have to tie the tree back in, right? Right. Somehow, but, but it was cute, a cute way to do it. Um, so back at the house, Ruby talks more to Charlie and... and uh, talks more about Charlie, sorry. And she hopes that she'll be able to help Anna. Anna? Did I just Anna? say Anna for the first time? You did. Which is A-N-A. Anna is A-N-N-A, right? Correct. Anyway. Um, she hopes that she'll be able to be reunited, reunited with him. She, this is like the second time she's brought up. She wants to see her Charlie again, right? Um, so they 
they decide that they want to make uh, the house look for for the open house that's coming up because the plan is still to sell this house. Anna's got a she's a real estate agent. She got to sell the house. They're like, look, let's stage this like a twenties party. Who better else? Who better to help you with this than me? Or Ruby says that than me. And I was like, yep, well, let's just do that. And they plan to make it look exactly like it did when Ruby was alive. And this is where I, I wrote it down in my notes, but this is where I, I put that that Chris uh, Chris McNally, uh, his name, yeah. He just looks mad awkward. He looks like he's just uncomfortable in this role. It was really weird. He looks angry. And I know his character is supposed to be troubled by their relationship or whatever, but he just, he never gets the look of longing in his eyes. Do you know what I mean? Right. The look of... Well, okay, so I'm going to credit that maybe towards how they directed this in that he's on the scene, then he leaves and he's off the scene. Then, like you're saying with the open house, then Ruby suggests to Anna that she uses Elliot to help bring the furniture from the basement to stage the yeah. house for the open house. So it's like one minute he's saying, I can't do this. I got to go. And he leaves. And then the next minute it's like being suggested, well, let's help use Elliot to help us do this. And then Elliot's like, okay. And then Elliot comes back on the scene and then he's on the scene for like five seconds. And then he's like, you know what? I've got to go. And then he's gone. And I just kept feeling like, you know, that it, that was just a weird representation yeah. of people getting back together. It was the pacing of their getting their reconciliation right. was really strange. It was just, it was just kind of uh, whatever. So at this point, um, Ruby tries to get Anna to write down her feelings about, about Elliot. She's like, why don't you just write them, write down all your feelings is what I used to do. And she's like, no, I don't, I don't do that. And, and we know where this is going, right? I think Ruby writes, Anna's feelings that she's told her writes them down in pretty cursive and on like old parchment paper or whatever and folds it up and gives a little sly look so we know where this is going she's going to somehow get it to Elliot without letting Anna know that she that she wrote it right well because so then they go on a date they go they decide they're going to go antiquing together right so because they want to for the 20s party they want to dress the house up in 20s with 20 stuff and vases and all kinds of junk. So they go antiquing and they go in this antique store where Ruby sees all the things from her past. Uh, this is kind of a throwaway scene. They once again say, yeah, we're, you know, this is really good. And it's you know, the whole time that they went into that antique store, yeah. I was waiting for the moment that something was going to cross Ruby's eyes and it was going to be something for, for, that yeah. like Charlie something or from the house or something scene. and so that was kind of a waste yeah, of a scene it was, it was me, a waste of a scene but i didn't mind being in an antique shop because but they quickly transition that out of that and go out on the boardwalk where they're walking around and this is where you get your first shot of i think they ruby looks up at a sign that says harvest festival Da-da-da. you're like well okay well that's the first you're right this could have taken place in uh at christmas time yeah, they're not even at the fair for they just literally it's like they walk well, through. Well, they and just have their one scene there and then they bounce. They don't talk very much. Right, he, he wins he, a panda for her. Well, he says, "Do you, do you realize I never won that panda for you?" Yeah, He's so like, that okay, that pick a panda the festival, for? you know, we always make jokes, you know, which sparked the podcast about everybody's always trying to save like a farm or a orchard or a harvest or whatever, and here you are. Here's a festival, uh, and it's just. There's no focus on it whatsoever. Um, 
But Ruby does make the comment that even though years have gone past, the fair was kind of like still remained that people came together like because uh, Anna and Elliot say, oh, this is our first, you know, fair together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this was our first date. And Ruby kind of makes like a side uh, notation that this was for her and yeah. Charlie. Like she looks up at the fireworks or whatever. And right, sees them. and that's so like times little... haven't changed basically. Yeah, they they have changed, but they've stayed the same kind of thing. That's what you're. Yeah, that's good. That's a good point. That's what you're meant to to get from that scene. He wins her a panda. Uh, Ruby, he's throwing little balls into pumpkin, uh, fake pumpkin heads. Uh, no, he's throwing little pumpkins into pumpkin heads. And Ruby grabs the last one to make sure he wins and pulls it in uh, for him from the other side of it like a ghost. Even though sometimes you can touch stuff, sometimes you can't. Sort of strange. But uh, but yeah, they win the little bear and, and then they go to dinner at a restaurant that they um, that they went to on their first date. Um, so turns out that, of course, Ruby has written down Hannah's words and has got it there. And while they're sitting at a at a table eating, having a bizarrely odd conversation where Elliot, once again, once she starts talking about her relationship, gets up and and goes to the bathroom or whatever. It's like he doesn't do a very good job of looking hesitant, but then looking. Um, th- I think that's my, I'm just realizing it. The, the performance Chris McNally gives in this doesn't have a lot of expression in his face. It doesn't have a like, you see me over here right now. No one else can see me because no one when you look at me. That's my concern, you know, and this is my happy. And he doesn't, his is the same face. You kind of wonder it's if like, maybe um, him and the director weren't vibing so far as his his yeah, cues, know. you know, because I always felt like he wasn't like getting his cue properly, yeah, you know, on what I, he was supposed I'm to not be a hard doing. Time. It was just a, like that was because we've not seen him in anything yet, and I was just I was like, oh, oh you could have. Oh, I was. I know you guys are married in real life, and I thought that that was going to generate like a good feeling here. Like I really, you know, she's given everything. Like I don't know what's happening on the other end. Not again. My criticism apart from just that I was surprised. Yeah, I mean these little uh, critical things that we're talking about doesn't in any way really take away from everything else that was going no. on that made this movie Our format, entertaining. the way we talk about things here is very nitpicky. That's what we do. Like right, no, I know, but I feel like we're taking away, uh, for some reason, I'm just getting this vibe from the movie itself, but um, I thought still even these oh. little nitpicky things. Oh, absolutely, yeah. We're, so, min- we're minimal compared to... So Ruby's like, I'm going to get you to dance with him. And she pulls him out and then pulls, uh, grabs her credit card. That's weird. And jumps on the dance floor. And Anna has to go to the dance floor to try to get her credit card back. And Elliot comes out of the bathroom or wherever he was. And he's like, what are you doing? And she and Ruby's like, ask him to dance. And he's like, she's like, Anna's like, do you want to dance to Elliot? And Elliot comes out and dance. And they almost kiss, but he pulls back from her. No, no, no. You're mistaken. Uh-uh. Yeah. Ruby says ask him to dance and she says no and then she whispers to elliot ask her to dance and then he says would you like to dance oh so it's another one of those uh, those we've got a little communication moment right here like maybe you can but they like take he takes her by the waist to go dance but then he like pulls back and says i can't do this they're beating you over the head with his reluctancy to start their relationship back up because uh of their past and and i get it but like Dude, you're on the dance floor with her. You're coming close to giving her a kiss. You either 
he knew what was going to happen when you got on the dance floor with your with with your lady here. Like I don't, I don't know. I thought it was maybe a maybe a little little silly there, but. So then the next thing we come to is um, he's coming back to her because he says, I read your letter. And she's like, what letter? And, um, you know, it was refreshing basically to uh, hear what you were thinking or or how you were feeling. Um, Well, not yet. That's not he doesn't do that just yet. But they so we we switch back to the house after this is all over with. And the arborist is there, and is and it's actually sort of a I thought it's kind of a sad thing. Uh, she said, "I don't think there's much we can do for this camellia tree. Unfortunately, it's just kind of the cycle of li- cycle of life." And I thought it was really metaphorically stronger than I think anyone that's watching it would have. T- it's like the cycle of life, which is you have to let go of things. And I was like, "Oh wow, that was a true poignant, but you know, I mean, maybe not deep, but uh, really, obviously, the tree was the." sort of the metaphor for their relationship and it was just kind of you have to let it go even though we don't let it go at the end she's like yeah it's a cycle of life i thought it was just thought it was really sad so ruby has wow you so you um took from that anna and elliot's relationship because i totally was talking thinking totally about um charlie and oh no, i know it was ruby and charlie it was 100 yeah. percent that they're oh okay well i think that the that, that little i'm not trying to dig too deep into a camellia tree here but but they've made the arborists say the line I'm sorry. I don't think there's much we can do for it. it the buds are browning or whatever. You know, it's not going to make it. It's kind of the cycle of life. Well, what do you add that line in there for if you're not trying to say some things get away from you? Like you, you, you're going to have regret, and it's all part of life. Of course, then they undo that completely by making everything happy, happy in the end, right? But but still, I, I thought it was kind of sad and kind of sweet. You know, Ruby goes on and tells Anna that. She didn't tell Charlie how she felt, that she let her dad kind of bully her into thinking that the the way, you know, the way our society, where we are in society is the thing that's going to kind of make it happen. So, so that's when I think this is where uh, uh, Ruby is like, yeah, let's, let's do a party for the open house. I said that a while ago is when mm-hmm. she said it, but I think this is where she actually says, uh, and, and the dad has been texting Anna uh, because what happens is. Ruby's like, okay, look, I'm going to, let me just teach you how to dance, right? To do the Charleston. Yeah, to do the, yeah, the Charleston thing or whatever. Um, uh, In preparation for the shindig, for the open house. And with doing that, Terrence shows up and through the window, he sees uh, what looks like Anna just dancing and talking to nobody. And he takes a video of it. And sends it to her dad saying all along that he's been concerned concerned about Anna and this listing and that something's not right. And he sends it to the dad. Yeah. And and at some point, Anna, when she's spoken to Elliot, I know this is, I don't want to skip too far ahead of it, but I know Anna had said, I'll go with you to your meeting at the, the, the restoration committee. Well, because our open house isn't until later in the day. Right. What time is your meeting? He says nine. She says, oh, I'd like to be there to offer some support. And so then they wind up in the meeting. Tur- turns out Terrence is having an open house on the same night because he's a jerk. Bad, bad Terrence, right? Like he's having a bad, he's having a, he doesn't care, right? Um, so, uh, yeah, you're right. You want to take it over from there? And it goes to the meeting. So Anna goes to the meeting. Um, it's being drawn out. Uh, Elliot says, "You these things can happen this way, so sorry. And she gets a text message from her dad that says, call me right now. 
and she excuses herself, calls her dad, and her dad is at the house and is very upset because caterers are showing up. And he says, I got a phone call from your credit card company that you had maxed out your credit card. And in seeing what's going on here, basically that justifies it. You've got a, a band uh, that's been booked and two caterers fighting in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And so I've, I need you to get down here right away. And so she's comes and he's, she gets there and he says, I've well, handled well, it. Text, I've sent everybody away. She texts uh, Elliot one text and says, got to go to the house. Right. Before she leaves the meeting. Cause she, she had to leave the meeting abruptly, which didn't look, it would make him furious or anything, but whatever goes to the house and then the and dad, then dads send everybody I, away I, saying I, I put too much yeah. too much responsibility on you and I'm taking the house and giving it to Terrence he's gonna sell it I'm gonna give you this yeah no no he doesn't talk about the condo until the next day I'm taking it away from you or whatever and then up pulls up Elliot and she's like I I'm, I'm sorry I didn't I had to leave and come here and he's like, this thing, this meeting was important. You said you'd be there to kind of support me, to back me up. Why weren't you there? And she's like, I can't tell you because the it would involve telling them. She could have just easily said the house, the open house was getting crazy, but she didn't. She didn't because you make it's a, you're supposed to believe that she couldn't tell him because it has to do with Ruby and the ghosts. And he doesn't. She, doesn't she said it's to. complicated. It's complicated. And it's then like, that's when he brought back their past and said, this is why we basically are where we're at because you don't communicate, you don't tell me and you run away and withdraw yourself. Yeah. Like that's what this relationship is. Maybe we don't need to work or whatever he says. Mm-hmm. And so um, yeah. with that, she goes in, she's angry and she tries to find Ruby and she's like, cause the dad had said you maxed out the credit cards paying for apparently Ruby ordered a bunch of, <laughs> I don't know how she ordered things with a credit card and she can't, but whatever, we we'll just get past that. But apparently Ruby maxed out uh, Anna's credit cards, ordering things for the twenties. Shindig open the, house. The yeah. Open house. Yeah. And, and Anna's like, you know, you need to move on because no one like no one wants you here. Or something like hateful little line. She says you you don't need to be here, and no one wants you to be here. And Ruby's like gets hurt and walks up the stairs and disappears because like she can disappear whenever she wants to, I guess. And uh and Anna chases after, her and and Ruby is in her makeup room again, and she's just lamenting on how she wants to be part of Charlie's world and can't wait to see him, but doesn't know if he'll be there. And she talks about how. But she's by herself when she's having she does, this little yeah, moment. She does, yeah. At various points in the movie, she's talked about how he was always a good teacher. She thought he might be a teacher. And, you know, she doesn't know if she wants him to have found somebody. She kind of does because that will make him happy. But he want, she will also wants him to be waiting for her. And, you know, he was a good guy and all this fun stuff. Well, she just kind of disappears. And Anna comes up there and is like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Come, come on out. Wherever you are, are you here? And then she gets a, a, a call from her dad. And her dad's like, Listen, I've got great news. I've de- I've decided to give you another try. I'm going to give you this smaller condo to sell. And she's like, condo to sell? I mean, that's great. Thanks. But what about the, the house, the big house? And he goes, you need to let that go. Terrence has got that. He's already got a buyer for it. That It's a buyer that's going to demolish it and put something else up. And they're just going to destroy it. So everything will be good. And she's like, no, Dad. And he's like, okay, talk to you later. Bye. Because their relationship is strained and kind of garbage, right? And uh. 
so Anna is looking around and Angie's like, Ruby, I'm going to go through your stuff. Come out and talk to me. You know, that kind of thing. And she goes through the stuff. It turns out Anna's got letters. They mentioned this briefly earlier on that she was a socialite. Anna's got letters from Hemingway and Fitzgerald and, and, and various Chaplin. Fam- famous people uh, in the, in the 20s. And, and she's like, you've got all these letters. And she's kind of saying it to air because Ruby's not listening. So she grabs the box of letters, walks out of the room, and then like uh, Ruby reappears. And we both know where this is going. There's, you know, there's already one fight for a restoration of a historical landmark. She's going to try and get the house considered to be a historical landmark, a, a petition. So she goes to uh, the, I think the librarian again, doesn't she? Uh, no, no. She no, goes she to goes a, to the permits department. She goes to the department. society. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm just giving the librarian too much credit because yeah. she's got an IMDb credit. Uh, but she goes and she's like, yeah, I want to petition this this house to be in. Here's the letters that prove it. That, like the lady that lived there, Ruby, was a, what was Ruby's last name? Walker. Okay. Uh, was a was a socialite and w- w- frequently reached out to and contacted you know, Fitzgerald and Hemingway, et cetera, et cetera. And... She goes into the closing meeting with where her dad, who's the broker, and Terrence, who's the salesman, and then this random buyer that's buying the house and says, just want to let you know you might need to get everything disclosed to you. And Terrence is like, what are you talking about? And she goes, I'm petitioning to have this, uh, the house that you're selling right now uh, be declared a historical landmark. So if you buy it, and it is, you'll be very limited in what you can do with it. You'll basically have a museum, right? She storms out, and the dad chases her. And, and 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 she's like, "What are you doing?" And she goes, "Dad, I don't want to be you. Give the give the business to Terrence. He he likes the business. I I, I don't want to be you. I want to be me. And I'm trying to figure out where my life is. And this is my path. And my path includes Elliot. And I want you to try to support me in that, if you would please. And then like, out of nowhere, he says some Spanish. Come close to me, whatever he was. He says, I asked you. I'm like, what oh." Are we just, I mean, I get it. He looks a little Spanish. I don't know, you know, when, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know where that came from, but he says like, come here. It was like, I felt like I was, had slipped into, you know, a different movie mm-hmm. and she gives him a hug or whatever. And, you know, I guess that's supposed to be their little reconciliation moment. And then, then what happens? Do you remember? Well, I'm trying to remember if at what point she goes back to the house and gives uh I well, guess gives Ruby a um, picture frame that she had framed well, of Charlie. I don't think we said that. Oh, no, that. so she goes back. So we cut from her leaving. Uh, well, she doesn't leave. She's just giving her dad a hug, and he's you know saying whatever he's saying to her. And then we cut from there, and Elliot's back at the house. And Elliot's like, I just need to get some tools before I go and leave. I don't know. Anna, and he's knocking on the door, and the door opens. Because we see Ruby open the door for him, but he still can't see Ruby, so he's kind of looking exactly where Ruby's standing. But we don't we don't see him. We, oh, he doesn't see her rather. And he uh, he goes in and he looks at the um, he looks around a little bit and he grabs his tools and he's about to leave. And Ruby can't get him to stop. She's yelling at him, but she can't. So she grabs a, the, the the vase and throws it on the ground. And he turns around and looks. And she threw it, coincidentally, right near where there was a picture of, of Charlie, her, her, and this is the big spoiler, if you couldn't see it. Well, coming. okay, so, but the reason why the picture got there was when they were talking about doing this party mm-hmm. for the open house, she had mentioned 
to Ruby, Anna had mentioned to Ruby that she was going to put up some of her paintings and that how about I go ahead and get one of the pictures of Charlie framed and could be put up against your portrait. And Ruby thought that was a good idea. So when the whole uh, house was being taken away from from Anna and she was explaining to Ruby um, that the house was no longer going to be displayed for open house for sale, she said, but here is the photo that I had gotten framed of Charlie for you. And then that's how that photo wound up being then in this scene for... Elliot to come in and see and so when the vase got broken to mm. catch his attention and he sees the picture he picks it up and then Anna walks in yep. and she says um, basically that what are you doing here right and he's like I just can't get my tools but I have a bigger question for you why do you have a picture of my great uncle and then all of a sudden Ruby dun, and dun, Anna are dun. like oh that's like the aha moment, you know? And what do you mean? And he says, this is my great uncle. And he was uh, a war hero. He lost the love of his life at an early age. He became a teacher and then remained a bachelor for his whole life. And then then you know, okay, this is the whole connection. This is where it, why it, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And... um. Ruby walks outside and is just kind of contemplating the whole thing or whatever. And and Anna walks outside and says, are you all right? Are you all right? And then what happens? Ruby, Ruby's. Ruby starts to. She's starting to disappear. You're right. Yeah. yeah become crossover, whatever you want to call it. Disappear or whatever. And yeah. they're able to, to connect. They hug each other. They're able to yep. feel each other. Yep. More than, um, because we're connected, we can do more things kind of thing. And then she looks over at the tree, yeah. the the flower tree, and there's Charlie standing there with a, a rose or a flower, and they connect with each other. And while they're standing there, then that's when Elliot comes out of the house, and as he's walking over to Anna, looks over, and he's his great uncle is waving to him, and he waves back so yeah. you know that they could see each other. Don't know if he actually saw Ruby at that moment. I'm going to go with yes. Well, no, because he no. says to Anna, um, why is my great uncle waving at me? And he doesn't say anything about okay. who are yeah, those people. You have to let me dream on that one for a bit. I want to think that he saw him. What is his uncle just sitting outside the house? But at least at that point, you know, Elliot can see. And now he. And she says, that's a long story. And yeah. I'm, I'll be happy to tell you. And then what happens? What happens? Exactly. <laughs> what happens? It, it's it, done. It goes off. Uh-huh. We don't we don't get meaningless nonsense. It's how you end one of these, right? We don't get the um go back in the house and another little sweet moment. No. That's your sweet moment for all of the main four well, four when Charlie comes along. But those four are the couples that are tied to each other. They say goodbye, and it's left to your imagination whether or not this thing will work. You assume it will, 
But now Hallmark probably cut it off because it was the hour and 27 minute mark and all the alarms were going off and the executives were like, we got to end it at 127. If we don't, it's all going to be over. I didn't look and see how long this movie is. Is it exactly 127? I'm going to laugh. Well, I mean, she says that it's complicated when he says, why is my uncle over there waving at me? How is this possible? And she says it's complicated, but I'll be happy to share it with you if you give me one more chance. And so then, like, you know, that's them coming back together because he agrees to give it one more chance. And that, you know, she's always loved him. It is one hour and 24 minutes oh. long. So it's between 124 and 127. No, I talked about this on one of our season one podcasts. Uh, it wasn't as big of a shame here. I'll never not. I don't want to bring it up in, in this uh, in this episode in particular because I do feel like we are, have been nitpicky about a movie that, I'll say it. Uh, you said it earlier. I'll say it. I think it's now required fall watching. Uh, the fall portion of it's kind of busting me up a little bit because, like you said, I don't really know how fall it is. Uh, you know, like I'm going to watch October Kiss at some point because it's it's pure Halloween fall fun. But this is just worth your time. Yeah, like, I enjoyed the plot. Um, yep. I thought it was creative. I thought she, Anna, uh, Julie did a fantastic job. Well, she was she emotional. Best friend, my best friend, Julie. You know, she was able to cry. She, you know, she smiled. She showed a lot of different emotions in this movie, yep. um, which I thought was really good. And then I thought Madeline uh, played Ruby fantastically oh and the one thing that we didn't say at the end of the movie is is they did then show the picture of ruby um oh, yeah it does and now yeah. the picture reflected her and charlie yep. in the picture so that altered that and, changed but then, and then she because we didn't bring us up and that was our fault at some point during the film ruby well, tells well, ruby whose tells, fault because i didn't i wasn't the one taking the notes Ooh. Mm. No, so you know we might I have deserve, to switch that every, uh, responsibility I back. Every bit of that, I really do deserve it. So, but uh, somewhere in the middle portion of the movie, um, well, I didn't think this was a big important conversation. And uh, Ruby tells Anna, or no, Anna says, "Why are you always winking in every photo?" And she goes, "Because a wink can express anything. Toots. It can be, you know, happiness, sadness, flirtation, whatever I want it to be." And at the end, when they show the picture of her and Charlie, now the picture that Anna tried to hang up in the in the beginning of the film that got uh, taken down several times they show the picture of it of her and charlie and what does anna's picture do ruby's picture ruby it, i'm sorry it winks it ruby winks, winks. Like a little, like and a that's little how wink. the movie goes and that's off. how the movie ends as far as these kinds of movies and maybe even movies in general perfect yeah i mean okay right. so rate it uh scale one to five I say four point eight. Yeah, oh, you're gonna go like tenths of a. I would yeah, four point eight. Um, because yeah. I was really bummed. Um, by not feeling the connection or the I vibe from Elliot. I don't think Elliot. it's perfect, but it's a. I think I like it maybe, along the level of Midnight Masquerade. Uh, maybe a little more, but I, but I, I don't know. It just sort of depends. I I like those two very equally, so I could go anywhere between four to five, four and a half, if you want to. If you want to yeah, and it's funny because I never really look at Julie Gonzalo as a uh, fall actress of mine. Um, I kind of like not Despite remember her, her. Being, being in two fall movies. One well, was called Falling. I know, but what I'm saying is, is like I don't think of her as much as I think of like Jill Wagner and Aaron. Carhill and um, I mean Autumn Racer is kind of like I guess in the Julie Gonzalo category for me but like when we get into like Christmas like Canyon Cameras 
Candace Cameron Bure. Um, you know, we've got quite a few we haven't seen because Autumn Reese has been in quite a few films as well, and so has Julie Gonzalez. We just haven't watched a lot of them. We will. Yeah. So, um, but when I see her, then I'm I'm reminded and pleasantly surprised again. You know that oh, I maybe need to like search her out and see a lot more. I'm gonna be honest with you. Autumn Reese a little bit, but I, eh, definitely. But I really would like it. Well, Autumn Reese was like in the OC and, and stuff, wasn't she? Anyway. Um, I wish a director, nothing with uh, whatever his name is, which by the way, a little weird fact, it's difficult to find out and it's just because it's new and Hallmark doesn't publish these things as quickly as they need to. They, they left Hallmark, you left off of the IMDb page, the director of the film. I think his name's like Kevin Thayer or something. I could have it wrong, but anyway, I had to look it up on an alternate website to even find out who it was. I wish they would give Julie Gonzalo, uh, a meaty good role that wasn't a Hallmark film tied to 124 minutes um, and a good good solid director solid writers and some something to really sink her teeth into I think she'd be great you know really while you're saying that I I think she would be really good in horror movies I feel like yeah. she has like that face that could just be like oh my gosh like really scared um well she uh i think she would fit perfectly in like uh what was the haunting of um hill house that we watched Mm -hmm. she'd be good in that where all the they were like the sisters and brother were all kind of messed up a little bit because of the craziness they had seen yeah i agree with you yeah i think she'd be good in her i think the lady just be good in stuff i don't know because she's had a pretty big long career I don't know that she's down for that. I feel like she's settling into life a little bit. She's happy with where she is. It feel, it yeah, looks well, that way. But yeah, totally good for her. But I hope this isn't the last thing we've seen her in. I, I feel like it won't be. But it, she's then when I see her name, I, like we said with Autumn Reeser and like we said with Ashley Williams, I said this and this is the highest compliment I can give. Whenever I see her name, I think to myself, well, there will at least be one thing in this movie I can count on that I can get something out of. Yeah, for sure. I don't know that there's anything else you can say that's better. Yeah, yeah so um, we just hope then, I guess, that you tune in to us again. Yep. And remember to do something that makes you happy today. Yep, thank you, everybody.